Hey girl. Hey, what's up? How's your heart this week? Cam. Mr. B. Is it recording? You know it. Let's give the people something new. It's time to serve it up. What's the scoop? Let's go. Serving it up, UK to the States. No tea, no shade, it's all grace. Nothing we can't discuss in this place. Black culture set the stage, please. Two scoops, baby. Yeah, two, two, two scoops. Welcome back to another episode of Two Scoops. I'm Mr. B. And I'm Cam. We thought we'd keep it simple, but extra real for this episode. So no scoop of the week to share with you, but don't fret. This time, we'll get straight into sharing what's nearest and dearest to us. Our minds. And our hearts. Let's get into it. So, I've stepped into my 30s, girl. She's grown. Welcome. Officially. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. And welcome to the dirty side. Yes. What? Dirty 30. What did, you, what did you do to celebrate? Um, We... <laughs> what did we do to celebrate? I don't know how much I'm going to share. <laughs> the folks that were in my close friends on Instagram saw, saw um, <laughs> the real tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I saw that little. I saw that little green circle pop up around your picture. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Birthday sex, <laughs> all of that. So, you know, I had such big ambition for my birthday pre-lockdown. Um, I thought my thirtieth was going to be this massive event where I'd hire this east london venue calvin dawkins dj biggie c would be djing there'd be (laughs) strippers canapes vogas and all of that and this panini really forced me to be humble in the best of way so um and strip everything back to what really is important Mm-hmm. And, you know, on my birthday, I got to spend it with my nearest and dearest. And I got to connect with everyone I needed to connect with, whether it was virtually, text, a little message here. It was it was lovely. It was perfect. Um, Do you find that now that we're in this very connected virtual world that you maybe noticed more of the virtual well-wishings or what was that like? Yeah, it was, everything just felt, I felt everything. I'm tapping my heart right now. I felt everything right in my chest. Um, It was, yeah, it was very sweet. Every single message, voice note, thing that was sent. Um... And, you know, you sent one of my favourite things, which is a potted plant, which I see every time I walk into the front room. It greets me. So that's lovely. Um, But yeah, it was a a very special day. Feeling very reflective. And I'm sure we both can get into that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel 30? Because, you know, from your 20s to your 30s, for me, it's a jump. Like, mentally... It's definitely a big jump. 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like the 20s, you know, can be associated with trying to get things right, figuring yourself out. In the 30s, I feel, are the time where you actually get to really enjoy for the first time, you know, the fruits of whatever whatever labor you, you've been through, especially in your 20s, in your first bits of adulthood. So do you... Did you feel that difference, like, right away? Did you kind of usher into that difference slowly? What was that? So, oh, I, ag- I agree with you. It is a big jump. I feel, bitch, I feel grown. Grown as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I have done for, I think I'm constantly learning. And I welcome that. Maybe a month before I turned 30, I've just been in such a reflective space thinking about the past decade and thinking about, you know, God willing, Mother Nature willing, whatever you believe in. Um, the next 10 years, um, I've been thinking about mistakes that I've made, lessons that I've learned, people that I've met, family that I've made and lost. And what's the next 10 years going to look like? How can I make it more fruitful? Are you happy with what's gone down in the last 10 years of your life? Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think we are, we can be, I can be, I mean, I can only speak to myself. I can be so quick to beat myself up about everything. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to do that when reflecting on the past 10 years. Because... Mm. Your boys tripped and fell a good few times. Oh, tell me about it. Got the scrapes and bruises to show it still. Right. Brown plus. Glazed over with a little cocoa butter and petroleum jelly. But you know, it's the, you can still see a little bit of them. Uh, just look a little right. nice and glistened. There we go. <laughs> I feel you on that. I, um, I'm 33 now. And so I, I still vividly remember turning 30. Like celebrations aside. And I had my little my sweet little 16 moment where I had the big bash and everything. But like all that aside, I remember physically waking up. Right. And it felt like a light switch in my brain that went, Oh, not going to go for the BS anymore. Mm. (laughs) Those were the first things I've felt in my bones. Like my level of tolerance for the shit that I've allowed myself to put up with in my twenties. I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. All of a sudden, things like that became stale. So how did your boundaries change um, to to kind of be a bit more specific? What was, yeah, how did they change for you? I just remember saying no more. Yeah. Um, because I'm 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 I I I used to be and still have elements of you know always being a yes person always. I'm always saying yes, and then I'll figure out along the way if I need to change and adjust. So I'm, I was always the one adjusting to people's situations, et cetera, um, even the toxic situations. Um, mm. I always craved people around me. I thought that the amount of friends I had around me equaled what my worth was. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like, no, it's too many people around me. And then, along with, you know, me feeling the spirit of no, (laughs) um, people started revealing themselves more to me. Or more, I should say, I started waking up to people 
realities which probably were dead set in front of me the whole time yeah but i i really like woke up and like you know not to sound too cliche but like woke became woke but to myself mm-hmm. it's about um, saying no to the bullshit right exactly and then of course the more you know you, you avoid the bullshit and so then you start realizing and start seeing that other things blessings or whatever come your way mm-hmm. and it's like damn like some of these people and myself have been blocking blessings i'm not even talking about you know material things i'm just talking about a good energy spiritual blessing and and, and energy and, and p- other people who then have come along like you example for example are an example of that like somewhere in my heart i feel like had i still kept the Cameron that was like, oh, you know, I'm, I want to keep everybody around me even though they're not for me. I feel like I wouldn't have met you. Well, if we would have met, we wouldn't have connected on the level that we did. I honestly feel that way. I mean, obviously, you know, I can't prove it, but I just feel that way in my spirit. So that's how it began at 30. You know, there have been times where, you know, I, <laughs> I can't avoid everything, but my my level of discernment really shot up. I was having this conversation with someone at work today, a new person I'm working with. And I said to her, you've got to know when to take a step back. And yeah, it may be exciting hanging around all of these people now who are doing, uh, doing the most. Let's just keep it there. You've got to learn when these people don't see it for you. You've got to learn. And, 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 recognize when to be smart yeah and fall back and just and and assess the situation yeah without being too i'm not going to apologize for what i'm about to say there are a lot of people out there who won't see it for you and who won't have your best intentions at heart yeah Not everyone is going to be your friend, wants to be your friend, wants Mm. to see you do well, is going to be able to congratulate you on successes Mm. and growth. And for me, that was massive learning. If if you told me five years ago, those exact same words that not everybody's going to like you, congratulate you, et cetera, that actually would have really eaten at me. Mm, yeah. Because what do you mean everybody's not going to like me? Like, <laughs> I try to do the very best that I can to be yeah. upstanding and, and show that I'm part all this stuff. I'm a nice person. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. All of it. What do you mean? And so that would, I would turn on myself and go, well, that, you, Cameron, must be doing something wrong. And, you know, I'm not going to front. Still to this day, I'm ultra, ultra sensitive to... Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even gonna bullshit. Ultra sensitive about what people may think of me. Or, you know, coming coming across the way I want to be you know, being my true authentic self. Um, and that coming across in the way I intend it to. But every day I have to remind myself, like, bitch, no, do not fall back into old habits. Do not fall back into old habits. Uh, so I started going to the gym, what, three weeks ago? I went to therapy and I was, I was there on the first day, 12th of May. 12th of May? No, 12th of April. Um, so 12th of April, I was one of the first ones in the gym. And the first week I was fine. Amazing. Felt great. I mean, that place is, has done, does wonders for my mental health, body, mind, soul, all of that. 
Um, but this week, I was falling back into old habits of dealing with this, dealing with the anxiety of being in the gym and being around people and people looking at me. Um, and I fell back into this old habit that I worked very hard to, to, to fall out of. And that's, I get changed into my gym kit and, you know, I, I like a little short, short and vest combination because it makes me feel cute. <laughs> but on a bad day, I'll look in the mirror and I will point out all of the parts that I don't like about myself. Um, and it, mm. it, it used to be a routine. So, it, you know, I'd pick out. I ain't even going to regurgitate it because it's all, it's all bullshit. I'm beautiful. I know that. But I would go through this routine of picking out all of these things. And I caught myself, actually caught myself doing it this week. And I said out loud to myself whilst, you know, putting the last remnants into my gym bag. I was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. You're not going to fall back into old habits. And I, I said to myself out loud, you're anxious right now. And you're mm. anxious about being in the gym. And I just recognized the feeling and I accepted it. Got myself straight in there. Felt sexy as fuck as soon as I walked in. Put my headphones in. I was like, I'm just not going to make eye contact. I'm going to smash out this this workout. And it's and it was, yeah, it's perfect. Always is when I step through that door. But Period. Mm. You know, it's just it's these silly things. The inner saboteur, as Mama Rue says, right? <laughs> ever sorry, ever since that first season where <laughs> she had the queens look at their inner saboteur, I have constantly been hearing that. Those two words have been added to people's vocabulary who I'm pretty sure have never used the word saboteur before. <laughs> never. <laughs> but we move. But no, that that bitch, I'm going to call her that bitch. That bitch, that that inner saboteur. <sighs> be doing the most. I swear she has a recurring role in my life. Like, if my life were a sitcom, Sabatora would make Sabatora. regular. <laughs> what does what your Sabatora look like? How does, oh no, how to, sorry, let me not assume your Sabatora's pronouns, please. What, how, how, how do, how do they present? She mm-hmm. presents as a bad bitch. <laughs> the kind of bitch that you think you want around you. Yes. She always wants to party. All, fierce. All, always, always in the wings. Oh, okay. And when I say in the wings, for those who, who aren't theater savvy, the wings are just the, the bits of stage, just off stage. So you usually wait in the wings before you go onto the stage. So this bitch is usually waiting already to come on. It doesn't take her long to enter the scene. I always feel it. It feels like someone just off of my shoulder going towards my back. You know that feeling when somebody's too close to you, like, I don't know, in the supermarket line, especially now in the days where we're supposed to be two meters, six feet apart, and you just feel like somebody's on you? It feels like that. And I have physically... Exactly. I physically felt that feeling like approaching, like, oh, no, 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 no. Here you go. Here she go. Here she go. Oh, my God. (sighs) And there's been times where I felt that and I go, come on, come on, sis, come on, just just come on. And other times 
where I'm just like, actually, I got this. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm at the point where I'm going to evict her. I don't even know if that can be, you know, evicted. This, these seeds of doubt, and, you know, as, as an artist, I, I just feel like we always have them. Seeds of doubt, no matter how successful we are in whatever career or whatever. I'm not sure if that could go, but the 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 frequency of keeping her at bay has been increasing. That sounds like it's a good thing for you, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So through therapy, I was really exploring this this this, you know, this kind of other other part of me. And I think as we get older and as we go on our own kind of mental health journey, we learn how to, like you've just spoke about, keep keep her at bay, keep her in the wings, right? The way I started looking at it um, is I like to get to know her. And, mm. and my therapist asked me, well, it, well, exactly the same thing I asked you, actually. How, how, how do they present? What does she look like? And what does she want? And, 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 and why does she want to be noticed so much? And, you know, I, yeah. And, and I don't want to talk in riddles here. I guess what I'm saying is this other part that keeps trying to interfere with you being, being the best of yourself, get to know it. Listen to it. What does it want? Why is it there? Um, and me dissecting that and understanding, you know, why she was hanging around. Uh, some people call it your younger self or your childlike self. Why does your childlike self keep popping up at the most inappropriate times, trying to fuck shit up? Because they want to be listened to. Because mm, or, they, mm-hmm. or, 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 or they want to be held and told that it's okay. You you brought up childlike self. Okay, so I was told that in these days of our lives, um, I was told this as I approached my 33rd birthday, that these times are times where you really start to feel that childlike self come back into the picture. Wow. And for me, that was in the form of nostalgia, almost daily nostalgia. And then that daily nostalgia turned into nightly nostalgia as in my dreams i would constantly dream of past situations or or deceased people versus from what i can remember most of my dreams being about things that have not happened or things that are a bit far-fetched or things that are really fantastical Mm. versus these kind of really rooted dreams of people who have since gone or just people actually situations that I've been through as a younger adult and even as a teenager. And I just thought, it's like, wow, that's so interesting. Um, but connecting with that childlike self, I have found so many answers as to why I am the way I am today. <laughs> you know, this is through, through therapy. It is not by myself, by the way, this is through, through therapy, you know, and just revisiting things in the past, especially, in my adolescence that I actually ignored on a deep level. Did you know that you, was it a conscious, were you consciously ignoring these things? So, I think so out of protection for myself. Cause just from a lot of hurt that I, um, 
put a mask over because of how I thought I needed to present. Because I need to present for people to like me. You know, it's, just, mm, it's the whole big yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> of things. It all comes down to you trying to be trying to be the best version of yourself in the way you know how in the way you know how you know um might not be the right way but whatever the right way is yeah well what what i what i what i realized is that you know you you mentioned something really really poignant um the way you know how the Mm. way you know how yeah um and that that means that, you know, I, you got to give yourself some credit. You have to be gentle with yourself. And me, who likes to know a lot of things and really be, like, steadfast in those things, not knowing or not understanding how to do something, even if it's caring for myself, or especially if it's caring for myself, actually frustrates me. Mm. So the fact that... The fact that I discovered this disconnect from my childhood actually frustrated me Oh wow! Because okay. I thought all this time that I was so put together that I know myself, I know who I am. You can't. When in fact, actually, was very broken, not broken down, but like just so, a lot of segments, yeah, scattered, jumping from one segment to another. There are often times in my life where I actually don't know where I was, when, yeah. especially in childhood. Versus now, I can probably tell you as an adult, oh yeah, 2014 it was this, 2016 it was that, 2012 it was that. But what we're talking about in the 90s and stuff, there are a lot of holes that I'm still piecing together. And so take doing that 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 work, Yala <laughs> Van Zant says, do your work. <laughs> doing that work, even though at times very frustrating, has been so rewarding and it has brought me back to myself. Yeah. I, that that totally resonates with me. Um, you know, there there were parts of my school years <clears throat> from fourteen to sixteen specifically, and I and I kind of have tons of memories before then and after. But there were these two years, and I don't remember what I did after school, and I didn't remember my journey route to school and back home. And it really bothered me and it was like a complete black hole. And through therapy, I really got to dissect that. Not even dissect it, sorry. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Open that door. Because the way I describe therapy, or described it rather, was you're in this room and there's dirty laundry about the place. And your therapist picks up your cummy towels and your dirty drawers and that shirt that's not folded and holds it in front of your face. Mm. You sort that shit out together and you fold it and you tuck it away nice and neat. You don't need to think about it again. Now, for me, I felt like I'd done that. And then going through a different type of therapy... I was able to look under the bed and find all the shit under there. Oof. And that closet that hasn't been opened in a couple months. I got to sort out some shit in there too. All all those missing Mm -hmm. black holes. And it's tough. It's hard work. You have therapy is about doing the work. 
it's not it, it hasn't been easy it's not easy but the it's been life changing for me absolutely life changing so we're nine episodes in and well past a year of being through this pandemic and when have we not actually spoken too much about it and i think this is a a good space and time to do so um kind of one of those moments of okay yeah i don't we we don't want to give complete life to the pandemic because it never deserves that but i think it's definitely worth sharing how we felt and i must say i i had lost myself in in the thick of especially the first lockdown so i was doing a show the show ended on the 14th of march 2020 and then theater shut down on the 16th of march 2020 i think those are the dates and um you know everyone was talking about oh three weeks you know theaters will be closed for three weeks i had a summer gig lined up and of course all that got canceled understandably so then a month goes by and then you start to think oh god what the hell am i gonna do um i had started up a, a little business which i still do still dealing with the arts but not performing and that was my way of getting some coin in my pocket and keeping my brain going but what was missing was something that kept my heart really like ticking and and inspired and the zest was gone completely gone it felt like a rug had been pulled from underneath me and all of a sudden i started feeling worthless because i don't have i don't have music or theater to do i go i went from doing that constantly mm-hmm. to not doing it at all so what's left of me especially if i had nothing to show for it all was done it was like it was excruciating especially when you work so hard like years to get into an industry that is so hard to get into anyways and all of a sudden it's just done like i felt like all that was a waste all of it from school to the hustling all of it all the sacrifice that it took and i was scared like well when this stuff opens back up if it does <laughs> what will i have you know i wouldn't go outside there'll be days where i wouldn't wash it just i became a hermit in my own home mm. obviously well one we couldn't go anywhere anyway but like you know people were doing what they could to get some fresh air and i actually avoided it i asked myself why and i don't know the answer i guess the an answer is there was a, a sadness it almost felt like i was mourning something yeah sounds um, sounds like heartbreak when did the sun start to come back the sun started to come back as we approached the summer now mind you the days of you know when when lockdown first happened the weather was gorgeous which was oh the irony of that right um so it didn't even have to do with oh it was just it was march and it was still kind of cold no it was actually gorgeous so when the sun came out <laughs> for me um spiritually mm-hmm. <laughs> and emotionally was you know when the season changed but less so about the weather 
and the seasons and more so about what came summertime. And obviously summer of 2020 was horrible. Especially for black black people. And all that we had been enduring and, and fighting for. But oddly enough, on the same, on the other side of that same coin, I suddenly started to feel a fire underneath me. Yes. Within me. Yes. Around me. It didn't, nothing felt stagnant anymore. You just, you look at what the fuck is happening in the world. And then you say to yourself, nope, cannot sit, mm. stand for this. Mm-hmm. Cannot. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, um, I picked up my pen again and I started writing again. I always have these waves of writing, which I I ride. I don't avoid the waves. I have my, my peaks and my valleys and it was starting to peak again. And everything, a a lot of stuff just started flowing out, pouring out. Yes, it was big. And then I started seeing visions of how, how I could interpret these writings else elsewhere and then that's when you came along well you you were already there pre-pandemic but that's you know (laughs) that's where you really showed your ass and 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 we collaborated and i really not only did i see the sun but i saw color and getting to create what we created last summer that's what made me feel alive again it didn't take the government saying giving us a date of when theater will be back because i thought that that's would have been something that would make me feel better when's theater gonna be back we need it back it wasn't that it took that heartbreak as you said it took something being stripped away yeah and me feeling and probably really getting to rock bottom emotionally to then make me see something different. That you're a fucking artist. Uh, and, and an amazing one that, that, that creates art from the heart. You said it pours out of you. And you know, there, there are peaks and troughs. You, you can't force an artistic process, right? And you felt that fire burning under your feet and you you did something with it. It ignited something in you, it sounds like, in 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 all of us black people. You know, we um we were all forced to be still and sit in our thoughts and really look inward. You know, black people have been getting killed without a second thought since the dawn of time, but everyone was forced to look and see what happened to George Floyd. I think a lot of us dug deep and pulled out our feelings and our hurt, anger and grief in the best way we knew by protesting, creating art, writing, 
collaborating with each other. Also reaching out for one another. Embracing each other. What a year. I'm just grateful that we're here to even reflect on it and speak about it with each other. And with and, and, and with everyone, with you who are listening. So many people did not make it. Like, so many people. Who knew? People were just living their own lives. There are a, 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 a lot of people. Too many. Too many people who I know closely who have lost close ones, Cam. Too many people. I know on a first and second name basis that have lost close family members because of this nasty pandemic. That, you know, no one was prepared for. We didn't see it coming. These things happen, right? We've been doing a lot of reflecting, reminiscing. I love a good bit of nostalgia. I was not expecting to get this deep, girl. Child. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Thank y'all for, 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 for bearing with these stories, y'all. <sighs> but we got to give you all sides of us, so it ain't always going to be a kiki, but it's all with love anyway. Mm-hmm. Amen. For some balance, for some yin-yang. Hope is on the horizon. Things are opening back up little by little, at, at least here in the UK. Um, you know, we hope and pray that the rest of the world will experience, you know, brightness, especially what's going down a year and some months later, still in a lot of nations and with a lot of people groups still going through horror. Yeah. So with that said, I just want to kind of usher in some sort of light into the space. And Mr. B, I want to know what are some things you're looking forward to. And let's split that up into next month, next season, as in the autumn, next year, 2022. That's a really lovely question. Um, A nice reflection, actually. The next month, that, that will take us to June. The garden. So I, I've not been home this week. I've been working in London. Um, I actually got back home today and went straight to the greenhouse um, and just saw everything have a massive growth spurt, about an inch or so, which honestly fills me with so much joy. I will keep on because they're your babies. Your one hundred, yes, 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 <laughs> in every sense. So, you know, and I always honor my granddad's name every time he pops to mind. So, you know, walking into that greenhouse reminds me of Ezra. So, I'm looking forward to the summer and seeing our garden grow and flourish, and being able to enjoy that and nurture it and feed it and look after it. Gardening has taught me a, a new a, a, a new level of respect and respecting nature and respecting the earth and getting to know it 
And it's, it's not always going to do what you want it to do, but you still got to respect it. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the flute, the fruits of our labor, literally. <laughs> so I kind of did two, and I spoke about the summer, right? So next season, autumn. The first thing that came to head, but to my, to mind, was the fashions. I'm not even going to lie. The jumpers, and, yes, and and and, and, and you know the, the the splashes of the layers of burnt orange, and yes, yes. All of that. <laughs> so that's what I'm like I, honestly I'm not even going to try and think of something that that was my first thought um, normality you know I can see us stomping through town looking fabulous just mm-hmm. enjoying the things that we used to enjoy pre-Panini for 2022 I spoke about leaning into my creativity on a video I did for Troglow. This creative space I'm in feels very young to me still. Mm. And I'm I'm excited by that. And I'm open and honest about that. So I'm looking forward to to seeing where the energy goes. Because that's how it works for me and my art and whatever it is I'm creating. I'm really excited to to to, to see to see yeah to see where the energy's at creatively in 2022 i'm gonna ask you the same questions boo so next month what am i looking forward to in june i'm looking forward to getting back to work i'm not gonna spoil that to you on here y'all gonna have to follow me and see what updates i make but i'm looking forward to getting back to work back to the stage yeah Next season in the autumn, I too am looking forward to the new clothes because I will be buying myself some new clothes. I haven't <laughs> bought new clothes since 2019. Ugh. So I will be buying myself some new clothing and wearing them lusciously. Fashions, the fashions, <laughs> darling. Hopefully by then I can travel to the United States. I haven't, by then I wouldn't have seen my family and friends for two years. Oh my God. So... Should November roll around, they might be seeing us, me and my husband, for Thanksgiving. You never know. And then 2022. Well, girl, I don't know what that girl gonna give. So what I will end with is I'm looking forward to by then really having gotten to know myself just that bit more. I'm gonna share with you Something that someone very wise shared with me just a week ago. They said, all it takes is one breath. I just want to thank you for your friendship um, and for everything that we have shared since knowing each other it's been a beautiful ride so far baby mm-hmm. really looking forward to to, to, the, to the future ahead I am too and I thank you for your friendship it's felt very true very real and very different for me mm-hmm, same and so I, I, I welcome even more of that and even something like this this journey we've been on podcast wise it's so unique and I I feel like I, I've gotten to know you in a way that I probably wouldn't have gotten to know you. 
She knows all the tea. All of it. We ain't talking Earl Grey. Anyway, that wraps up <laughs> this week's episode of Two Scoops. <laughs> we thank you again for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to go back and listen to something lighter, you have a whole bunch of episodes to listen to in the archives. Yes. But until the next episode, make sure you check us out on our social media channels on Instagram at Two Scoops Podcast and on Twitter at Two Scoops underscore pod. And don't forget, you can always pop your questions, thoughts, dilemmas, love, criticisms. But keep it cute. Yeah, keep it, keep it cute. <laughs> at contact at twoscoopspodcast.com And we haven't asked you to do this in quite some time, but if you haven't already left a review on Apple Podcasts, oh, we would so love that. Thank you for the reviews we've gotten so far. They've been really, really nice and beautiful, by the way. Love y'all. Catch us next time for another episode of Two Scoops. Two Scoops.